Occupy a Job on Wall Street is an autobiographical novel about New York City in the aughts, centering around a protagonist who is mentored by three sociopaths. The author has more than 15 years of experience on Wall Street, bracketing the same time period. While everything that follows is an accurate description of the world he witnessed, names and locations have been changed to protect people's identities. Episode 6. Same day, same way. People say I'm xenophobic. I'm not. I just think America is the best country and other countries aren't very good. However productive this attitude might be, I will, however, admit it leads to moments of hubris. This podcast is about one of those moments. It's a story about Amazon, about tiptoeing up to a bunch of laws, and how hedge funds were originally set up to do business. It's February 2000. As we like to do in this podcast series, let's set the context for the year, if not the exact month. The Yankees beat the Mets in the fifth game of the World Series to win the first Subway Series since 1956. A disputed election in Florida makes George Bush the first president in a century to be elected with fewer popular votes than his opponent. Concorde Flight 4590 crashes into a hotel while taking off from Paris. The PlayStation 2 was released. Conservatives are outraged when an illegal immigrant, Elian Gonzalez, is sent back to where he came from. Milosevic resigns as Serbian president. The first resident crew enters the International Space Station. The Nasdaq peaks and ends a 17-year bull market. Specifically, we're going to talk about how business was done in front of the 2000 market crash. No one can see a bubble. That's what makes it a bubble. And when you think about the run-up and final months of the 1990s internet boom, the best analogy is probably a herd of clowns running through a minefield. It's not a particularly useful analogy, though, so I'm going to give you a more specific incident. Before I continue, you should know that hedge funds are set up in the following way. One person sits up top as the chief investment officer, or CIO, and keeps most of the money. He employs people called portfolio managers, or PMs. Their job is to make investments wherever they think they can make money, and they get to keep a portion of those profits, sometimes up to 20% of them. The PMs talk to the hedge fund traders for their ideas. In an earlier podcast, I referred to traders as farm animals with telephones. So why on earth would they do this? This is why. Traders generate all the ideas, because they talk directly to the banks first thing in the morning. It's early on one of those mornings, in a period where the market is still screaming higher. Now, I don't like morning people, or mornings, or people. But 6 a.m. is when the real business used to be done on Wall Street. First person in gets the best deal. Remember that. My head trader calls into a prominent analyst on Wall Street. Let's call him Henry. Henry says he likes a stock. Let's call it Amazon. The head trader asks Henry if Amazon is still a good business. And, okay, if it's such a good business, why doesn't Henry have a zillion-dollar target on the stock? Trap laid. My head trader gets off the phone and buys a lot of Amazon. For his personal account, not for the hedge fund. The smart traders in the fund have been listening, and they go buy Amazon on their personal accounts, too. Then the head trader calls the CIO and tells him Henry the Amazon analyst will be putting a zillion-dollar target on the stock, and the CIO should buy Amazon in size. CIO starts buying millions of shares of Amazon. Price goes up. The other traders call PMs at the fund to tell them to buy Amazon. Price goes up some more. The traders and PMs now hit their phones and a rumor starts circulating around Wall Street. 10.5W is buying Amazon. Price goes up a lot. The head trader calls up a fixer on Wall Street. We'll revisit fixers in a later podcast, but for the moment, let's assume the conversation goes like this. 
Buzzy, I hear Henry will be on CNBC putting a zillion dollar target on this Amazon any minute. Tell your clients. You can thank me later. Oh, and after you make your calls, sell 10,000 shares of Amazon for my personal account. It's 10 a.m. We've been at work for only four hours and my head trader just gets up and leaves for the day to go look at a new McLaren F1. Now, memories and bonds should never be bought at face value. But I don't recall this being an isolated incident. This would happen every day. But here's the thing. In the situation I just described, no one did anything wrong. The CIO we talked about earlier, he also employs a compliance officer to watch over this circus. Remember the movie Boiler Room with the guy eating a banana and picking his nose? Not far off. The only rule compliance had to enforce was known as same day, same way. You couldn't buy a stock in your personal account after the fund had just bought it, but you could sell it that same day. No one really used email back then. Everything else we just discussed? Locker room talk. Episode 7, The Red Rope Treatment, will be out soon. Please subscribe to listen. And hey, if you like this podcast, tell your friends to listen. And if you don't like it and think it sucks, then tell everyone you know how bad it is and that they need to check it out to know for themselves. Things are going to heat up, and you're not going to want to miss it.